and hello everyone welcome to another episode of the weekly scoop i am playing a recording that i had with mark salazar um he is a guy that i connected with in a group called the luc really blessed to have met him he does a lot of recordings and content and he's a very spiritually motivating individual uh he's really brought out I think masculine energy that's very healthy and not toxic and I would recommend any man in this recording or just like listener group I would I would recommend his stuff like he just really knows what he's talking about and he just really knows how to how to unlock the pure potential within yourself so that being said let's get into it but first stocks man what a time right now the (laughs) financial markets are just insane and i get it the market's complicated and confusing and to many of us it simply doesn't make sense in fact you know where do you even start that's the question take all of that guesswork out of it and use the motley fool stock advisor so the motley fool has been around for 25 years and has been spot on in recommending some of the world's most important companies before they hit the big time I'm talking about Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, and Starbucks, all before they exploded in value. With their easy-to-use and super informative service, Stock Advisor, you could join the ranks before they potentially find the next big thing. After all, their average stock recommendation is up 400%. That's 400%. That's as of April 10th, 2023. And no need to be intimidated by the financial jargon or market complexities. As the name suggests, these guys don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, Now, finances, that's a very different story. Uh, Their friendly, relaxed approach has helped 700,000 people move closer to financial independence, all while beating the market and having fun. New members can access Stock Advisor for only $89 for the first year, a full $110 off that list price. That's over half off, guys. Crazy. So don't sit on the sidelines and think about what could have happened. Visit fool.com slash scoop fool to start your investing journey today. And I'll put the uh, link in the show notes. Offer link is zen.ai slash scoop fool. Offer code is scoop. Uh, That being said, guys, let's get after it. episode on the narrow path podcast it's an honor for you to be able to tune into another special episode on today's episode i have a guest with me please welcome mr cooper harrison cooper is an entrepreneur a vibe curator creative coach and he's also an nft onboarding agent and author welcome cooper thanks man nice voice it's uh it's almost soothing you could uh you could do some like audible books or uh some some meditations with that voice it's it's nice (laughs) 
<laughs> no, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that warm introduction and I appreciate you uh, having me on because as a, as a high value male um, friendship seeker, you know, I, I definitely value you. I value your mind, your heart and your soul because the way you just interact with people and the way you speak uh, holds a lot of power. So thank you for having me on in this sacred space. I appreciate that, my brother. If you uh, can do us a favor, man, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, my brother, and uh, also the reasoning as to why we've come together. <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely do that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> you rattled off a bunch of kind of names and identities that <clears throat> I guess I currently hold. Uh, so basically what I do right now, uh, so I, I've worked in technology sales for the past, I would say, four years. Um, but what I really am passionate about is helping people onboard into NFTs, which you're a part of one of my master classes um, called New Kids on the Block. And that's basically an NFT masterclass to teach people uh, high level concepts on NFT creation and basically helping uh, just business owners adopt NFTs into their um, their products and services. Because the problem with NFTs right now is there's so much gatekeeping with people that just don't want to teach the basics. And that's why I want to fill that gap. So everyday business owners can utilize NFTs because NFTs can bring in upfront capital first and foremost uh, at a very basic level as long as you have a good following and people that know crypto and, and nfts and have a wallet they can purchase your nft your nft costs little to actually post and create so you could you know you could create upfront capital of you know thousands of dollars to dump into your business as reinvestment and if you wanted to go to an investor you could use your nft sales as like the baseline and then not only that, but it also creates residual income because you attach your wallet on each sale afterwards. So after each resale, you get paid on top of that. Mm -hmm. So you're getting residual income off of that one creation that you made. So that's what that's what that's one thing that I'm doing. And then the other thing, you know, the creative coaching is uh it's what I really enjoy is just helping people lock into their purpose and their dharma, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later, but like helping people get to step one of their creative journey. And I say this in a way of using art for your business. So everyone has told me in some capacity that they want to do X, Y, Z. And it's usually book writing because I've published a few books. Um, but People will go come in and be like, yeah, I want to write a book. And then, you know, they always use the word, but, and I'm just like, no, we're going to eliminate that from your vocabulary because it's just a limiting belief. Like there's no reason you should ever say you can't do something like we can do whatever we want, whatever we put our mind to, we can make that happen. So that's that's what I'm doing with this collective group called the Conscious Creators Kingdom, because I want to create high level 
creators in the space that are raising the vibration of the earth and actually putting out good stuff because I've gone down a lot of rabbit holes uh, <laughs> in the Hollywood industry, the entertainment industry, music. And it's just, um, there's a lot there that I would like to help cleanse and reset by just uh, getting the right people in the right situations to succeed creatively. So that's another thing. Uh, I've written two poetry books that I've published in the past few years. I have a meditative book coming out um, on my birthday, August 31st. Super excited. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, like just uh, trying to create my own businesses and really just like step away from the corporate world of big tech uh, because it's got its it's got its moral flaws for sure. Uh, and, and I definitely want to like I said, raise the vibration of the earth and meeting you in the level up collective has really just helped me hone in on, um, being a real man. And I'm really thankful that we've met the way we have, because uh, I've met a lot of high value individuals in the level up collective, which is how we've met over, I guess, like the past few months and, you know, connecting with you and then listening to your podcast and show it's been it's just really been a pleasure, man. It's been, it's been awesome. And, um, I can't thank you enough for just being you being present and, uh, sharing your wisdom with the world. You have a lot of wisdom about you. And honestly, I'd, I'd really love to, to know if you've had past lives on this earth, because you just, you have a lot of wisdom that's bestowed on you and you share it with the world, which, um, I, as a person that just is trying to find their dharma even deeper you know i appreciate that so that's a long-winded answer to what i do and how we've met but i'm really uh shout out to uh jeremy for sure for bringing this uh collective group together because uh, i wouldn't have met you if uh, jeremy didn't create this you know opportunity to to level ourselves up from an investment standpoint an entrepreneurial standpoint and even a, uh, a spiritual standpoint, because I mean, we've, you and I have been in different calls together with investing, with um, meditation, spirituality, and, you know, unlocking our, our true purpose. So yeah, man, it's dope. I love it. <laughs> that was an amazing summary, brother. And appreciate I'm, it. I'm honored, brother. I'm honored to be of service and to you know, just exist during this specific time period with a lot of awakened individuals, especially individuals that are connected to their purpose. And to me, that is such a beautiful thing. It's like, out of all the years that I could have been born in, I was born in the specific year, which was 1998. And I was able to just reach all of you guys during this time period and it's such a it's such a blessing man i can't be more grateful than i already am i wanted to pretty much go into what got you into nfts because you mm. pretty much mentioned <clears throat> that during your introduction and even as though one of the uh, titles that i used to introduce you how <laughs> did you uh how did you get into nfts man like how, how did it start? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, I think the more important question actually is how did I get into crypto? Because people have asked me that 
uh, over the over the years uh, because like I really delved into crypto uh, as a guy that worked in technology sales uh, starting out and I got into crypto with Dogecoin and I had a lot of success with Dogecoin like I you know flipped it for you know a healthy I think it was like a four figure return uh, because like I didn't put really any money or uh, I didn't even put a lot of money because like money to me back then was I was a little more uptight about it uh, than what we've learned in the Level Up Collective in terms of like money is energetic and, and spiritual. So like if you're uptight about small purchases, like it's not healthy, you know, in a way, because like your stress, if you're stressing over that, like how do you handle, you know, millions of dollars and, you know, those high level transactions that we all want to get to, right? So I've, I literally dumped in maybe, it was like probably a couple hundred dollars and I flipped it to like getting a good, nice, like four figures, which, you know, to me, like it was nice to have just extra money for, you know, car payments and, you know, rent and like, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so that got me into crypto because I had some success and I'm like, what is this, you know, internet money? And like, so then I got into, <laughs> so I got into crypto and I started going down some deep rabbit holes and I was like, there's some interesting stuff because I knew what Bitcoin was, but I didn't know the whole ecosystem. Like, cause I thought Bitcoin was like, cause Bitcoin is different. Yes, for sure. But I didn't realize the whole concept of cryptocurrency and like blockchains and algorithms. Cause that's the thing, like people talk about, and I don't mean to go on this deep ramp, but like people talk about how uh, crypto is fake money. And I'm like, Crypto is actually more valid than the U.S. dollar at times. Like if you look at certain ecosystems like Bitcoin, you have to solve an algorithm to get a block. So like blockchain is like solving a Rubik's Cube, if you think about it, or you're solving like this code to finish these riddles. That's what that's what blockchain is. You solve like a hash to get a block. Once you get a certain number of blocks, you unlock the token. So in theory, actually, Bitcoin has more value than the US dollar because you have to solve like riddles and complex codes to get a Bitcoin where the US dollar we just print into oblivion. So like, and it's not backed by anything. So like, and we've learned that obviously, but um, so that's what got me into crypto going down that deep, those deep rabbit holes to actually understand the technology behind the currency, because that's, that's the thing, like the technology piece is the most important piece. So that's what got me into crypto. But what got me into NFTs was I uh, was messing around on a on a platform called Rarible. And I made uh, a Wall Street Bets like little portrait on my iPad because I have a Procreate, which is a really, really awesome tool for artists. And I made this Wall Street Bets portrait and I was like, yeah, I'll post it on Rarible. So I posted it on Rarible and I sold it for like, it was like only like maybe... 50, you know, 20 bucks, something like that. Very, just very inexpensive, but it was cool. I was just like, oh, cool. Like I just kind of made this artwork. I put it on the internet and someone bought it. And I was like, that's cool. And then I looked at how it all works after that, the transactions after that, where you get residual sales and like all these things. And I was like, there's something that could have a lot of value. And then I started looking into NFTs from a purchasing standpoint. So, you know, I looked at like the board apes and the crypto punks and then like the V series that Gary Vaynerchuk uh, came out with. And I was like, okay, there's some, there's some tangible value here because when Gary V came out with V friends, 
I dove deep, even though I didn't invest in them, like I didn't purchase any, I dove deep, dove deep into his reasoning behind creating NFTs and how he creates a product or service attached to the NFT because the non-fungible token piece, so you can't replicate an NFT. Like it is a very unique, just one of one. I mean, you create multiple NFTs for sure, but that NFT you purchase, that is yours. Like nobody can replicate that. And people are like, well, I can just right click, you know, save image. Yeah, but you don't have, you don't have the ledger. You don't have the code or like the wallet address or like the token address that attaches to that specific NFT that you have to show people. And that's the thing too. Once it goes mainstream, instead of people flexing on Instagram, they're fake ingenuine lives that they have with their pictures in front of their Ferraris and stuff, people are going to have wallet addresses that they'll show people to actually show if they are a legit business person, whether it's like an investor or a creator or whatever, because you can't fake what's in your wallet. Like you can't, like you could maybe hack and take stuff from people's wallets, but you can't, you can't put a board ape in your wallet and like, and play it off to be like an actual board ape. You can't just like buy a picture of like a, you know, like the digital monkey with like, you know, the crazy art and stuff like that. Put in your wallet, be like, yeah, it's a board ape. No, it's not. Like it's not because I you can follow these links and you can follow these addresses. So that's what I really enjoyed. And the NFT is just a token to the product or service in my mind. Like when you're purchasing one of these, you're purchasing an opportunity to meet someone or to consume from someone um, or to create like this or have a tangible product with it as well. So yeah, that's, that's what got me into NFTs and now like getting into like the deeper side of it. So I'm getting into the one of one luxury art and creating a business around being like an agent for uh, luxury artists that create one of one art. Um, I've been delving into that because there's a lot of, um, it's called digital. So the physical digital component of NFTs where people have luxury art pieces, whether it's paintings or sketches or whatever, and they can sell those one-of-one -one at a very, like, you know, you're thinking at least one or two ETH, which, you know, is like one to one to $3,000, you know, depending on the day, right? So very high level transactions, even though to most of those artists, that's actually a low transaction. One ETH is, is low for some people, um, but they can get connected with art dealers and art collectors because that's where they're all hanging out now is they're hanging out on these, you know, super rares and these NFT platforms to find the next big artist that they can put in their gallery. So, I mean, I've done some interviews with some one-of-one -one luxury artists and um, there's, there's a lot there. And that's what I'm trying to do with um, my onboarding agency past the masterclass as like a web three agent, trying to get luxury artists to just put their work on, you know, super rare and, even if it's not going to make you life-changing money from the get-go. I mean, if you think about it, selling like a work for like one to $2,000 as like a person on the come up, that could replace you trying to like have a second job 
to pay for your rent or your mortgage. Like you have that through this one art piece and you get to do what you love. Cause like artists love making art. Like <laughs> I, I, I went and visited an artist and I was with, I was in a studio and we were up to like, you know, 2 a.m. Like we, we were in there from like eight or 9 p.m. to like 2 a.m. Just like creating masterpieces together. And like, it was, and that's why Vibe Curator comes up because I just, I really enjoy the process of watching people pour their heart and soul into some sort of work. Like I have so much respect for that. And that's, that's why I have this mission the way I do. But anyway, that's, that's, that's how I got into NFTs. Like it started with the crypto success with Dogecoin, got into the rabbit holes of crypto. Then I got, I created an NFT, published it. And then I'm like, okay, there's something here. So then delving deeper down these rabbit holes because of um, having a success and then B having curiosity with it as well. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got into the NFT game and I'm still kind of a baby with it. Like I've been in it for, I guess like technically a couple years, but like I haven't created a business around it till now, pretty much like <laughs> a few months ago. So um, yeah, just really, but I want to make it more accessible to people because that's, that's the biggest gap right now is non-crypto people doing NFTs because because everyone does love NFTs to a certain extent. They just Some people just don't really love the crypto aspect, but I think there's a way to bridge that gap. And I think you've heard me talk about that in like some group calls that we've been on together too. <clears throat> yeah brother you mentioned your mission like around nfts can you elaborate more on what that mission is as far as yeah uh, as far as that goes yeah, absolutely. Um, to be honest with you, my mission is to liberate artists through NFTs as the start. Because when I look at my whole plan, my holistic plan from phase one to you know the last phase, my whole plan is to create NFT as the starting point for people to gain their capital because when people were trying to raise money for their businesses it used to go to you know go to a vc take out a huge loan um or you know try to go on kickstarter or go fund me and try to just like raise money through these like independent platforms on the internet which great those were great concepts and those had their you know their time and their place but with nfts you can give something tangible of value to your fan base. And like, that's, that's what I love the most about it is having this ability to create upfront capital, create a community, create a fan base and create something like tangibly successful um, from the very beginning. Cause the thing is people love NFTs in the crypto community and in, in the NFT community, <clears throat> like some people will like, they'll, I, I, when I go on Twitter, it's so funny because people are like, send me your uh, NFT art. Like I got 
one ETH that I want to spend today. And like, so it's like they'll pour, you know, a couple grand into just like people's different NFTs. And like, that's the thing. If you, if you make like a thousand NFTs and you have the community set up or you have the fan base set up to be successful with it, you could, you know, literally have NFTs, make a thousand of them and you could charge $10, which is a drop in the bucket for so many people, especially in the NFT community, you could literally create $10,000 in an NFT project as upfront capital for reinvestment. And then like, you could either make it just an easy profile picture for your social media, which most people do. I'm not a huge fan of those, but like, I get it. Like if the art's great and it's cool on your Twitter, like, sure, go for it. Um, but the people that create like an NFT project for a book launch, TV show, video game, like whatever, something tangibly given to the fan base or like music as well. Um, that's what I love. Like, and, and that IP is yours. The intellectual property game is the biggest game in this whole matrix, this whole simulation. The IP game is everything because your your thoughts, your words, your actions are yours and also God's. So when you sign your, essentially your soul and your creativity away to large corporations, you, you, you give up your God-given thoughts and your God-given heart and your God-given soul <clears throat> to these leeches of society which it's it's really sad to see how many people start out so beautifully curated in their spaces, especially the music industry, because the music industry is insanely toxic the way it goes about taking, and even like from a standpoint of just like posting on Spotify or Apple, because I've I've talked with people that are like lawyers in the IP space, especially with music. Like when you post on Apple or Spotify, you don't make anything unless like you're getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of streams, which is and that could be really hard because there's also algorithms and there's also um, just like on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, like the money you could pour into boosting your posts like Spotify, Apple Music are the same way. That's why, you know, Drake and Doja Cat, you know, all those big names, they're going to get put at the front because they they have the perfected algorithm and obviously their name too. I mean, Drake is Drake. So Drake could, you know, drop anything he wanted and everyone's going to listen, right? Well, when you're on the come up as an artist and you maybe don't have the fan base that can make, all the streams, you know, as an income, right? NFTs offer that possibility to get you your IP that's yours to you, you keep your IP and then you can also get upfront capital to transcend your business and transcend your art. So that's, that's, that's my mission is to, is to be able to help cleanse all industries of creativity and help people give their heart and soul back. So they don't have to sign it away because, um, yeah, unfortunately I've looked through 
a lot of those contracts, just from people that have given me those contracts. Um, I'm not like a lawyer or anything, but I've studied a lot of contract law and it's crazy. And uh, as a guy that I, I find words very powerful and I find words um, the most important part of your daily routine, there are some words in these contracts that are just, it's just not healthy. And it's, and it's just, it's sad. And um, I've also gone down rabbit holes of different musicians, great musicians of our time that were ruined by these record companies. Um, you know, people talk about like Kanye West right now, but I mean, if you look at Prince, Michael Jackson, you look at all those people, they, everyone's like, oh, they went crazy or like, you know, they, they, they did this or they, that wasn't really them because they signed their life away or their parents signed their life away when they were kids. Like it's, it's such a, it's a dangerous game. So the NFTs, like I said, if we can create an environment where you can safely be authentically yourself and create from your heart and your soul, which looks different for everyone. Um, that or that'll raise the vibration of the earth and it'll just make the earth a better place to consume. And that, yeah, that's, that's the mission. Just trying to create intellectual property for artists. That's theirs. A hundred percent theirs. No one can take that from them. Mm-hmm. They can maybe give away equity which NFTs provide like an equity stake in people can invest in your art or people can invest in your music, but you're not giving it to a big corporation at all. That's beautiful, man. On a mission to empower artists around the world. I feel like artists don't get enough credit for all the work that it takes to really build what they have the platform the Mm -hmm. audience even their art itself you know yeah it's um that's something i resonate with having to build a platform having to build a channel and this is i I believe a perfect segue into (laughs) how this led you know how this mission was brought about was it you know something dramatic that kind of led you to figure out this this whole purpose that you have or was it something that you kind of experienced as you dove deeper into nfts or what's your take on how you came across your mission yeah that's a great question. Only because I've I've had so many well for one I've had so many past lives that's brought a lot of wisdom in in my current life which I'm really grateful that I've been able to tap into those avenues to create that wisdom for me. And I really appreciate those spiritual guides that have come through my life because everyone has a purpose and I really enjoy connecting with a lot of people in the conscious space and the spiritual space. I think it really started though, when I was, I was actually sick because um, I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was seven. 
and I did chemotherapy for two and a half years. <clears throat> and I was a big athlete. Like I played football uh, in college, you know, was a three sport athlete in high school, um, loved playing sports in, in middle school, was always either winning the trophies or, you know, always getting the championship game, like all those things. But when I got sick, like I couldn't do that. I couldn't be as, I couldn't exercise my body. I couldn't be physically active. So I kept my mind active. I, I read a lot. I watched a lot of movies. Um, and, and I also liked, it was funny. I also wrote like creatively. And I also did, um, I used to make comic, little comic books or like comic strips as a kid. Like I loved comic books. Um, and, I, and I loved superheroes. So I like created my own superheroes and I started making comic books and like comic strips and like all those things. And um, it was it was really dope because it exercised my creativity to think. And I, I loved doing that in a time where I was going through a lot of mental, physical and emotional strain um, as at the age of uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, And I was really, I was just really thankful for that time. And it really helped me empathize with what artists do to create their work in terms of how they create their music, how they create their paintings. Some of it's out of a place of pure love and pure bliss and pure joy. And some of it's out of pain. And it's funny. I, I used to think that consuming that pain would, would, would put you at a lower vibration, but actually um, sometimes it's good to lean into all emotions. And some of those emotions can be sadness. Some of those emotions can be pain. And when you have an outlet to lean into that, and I think Kendrick Lamar is the perfect example of it, you can really heal so many wounds that you didn't even know you had on a subconscious level. Um, so yeah, so it started when I was sick going through treatment and uh, starting the creative process when I was, when I was a kid. And then kind of growing into, you know, middle school and not really fitting in in middle school. Um, I had I had a lot of instances where I was I was actually bullied uh, just for just for being different. And no, I love all those people, even from that time in life, because they were going through literally physical changes, you know, because when you go through physical changes in terms of like, you know, puberty and those things turning into a, an adult at, a, at the teenage years, it, it kind of just, it messes, it just messes with your brain and you're just like going through all these emotions. And it's just like, it's a tough time for all of us. <laughs> like we're all just going through it. Uh, so it was okay. Like, I don't have any sort of, I love all those people and I hope all those people are doing really well in life because everyone deserves that love and that intention. So, but not fitting in at that level, I found, I found myself isolated at a lot of times and that's where I would kind of just, you know, read, write, you know, write. I loved writing. I actually loved writing poems, like even in middle school and I got published in a book, uh, which was really cool. It's like a contest book. And I don't know, that just really got the ball rolling on my creative journey as well. And, and having confidence in what I put out there actually gets received. So um, taking, yeah, taking that, that struggle at that time 
and turning it into an opportunity just to connect with myself more internally. Uh, and then getting into getting into high school, you know, I, I went to an, it's funny, I went to an all guys private school, uh, took a lot of pride in athletics. So I took a break from kind of the creative expression. I didn't really have that many creative outlets um, in terms of, I just really focused on being a football player and uh, just being an athlete and a student. But once I got towards the end of my time, uh, I really exercised my voice and my capability to speak in front of other people. And I say that in the sense of uh, fundraising. So when I had leukemia, I was approached by an organization called the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and they made me their honored hero. So they made me kind of like, I guess, like the, the poster child of these events. Like, this is Cooper. He's the honored hero. This is his story. So I got put into situations where I was meeting wealthy people that had disposable income for these, you know, big events. So getting put into those situations and speaking at a young age gave me the confidence to do it on my own finally as a representation of an identity, which I'll talk a little bit about in a second, how I've actually destroyed looking into identities through Eckhart Tolle's, you know, teachings. But um, my senior year in high school, we had this mission week. So it's like a week long um, fundraising week where like you get, you know, dress down days, you get like special lunches if you like donate money to these different organizations, um, which uh, they were just like, they were, there was a different one every day. But I wanted to do something of my own. So we created a whole week dedicated to fundraising for this organization, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society called Pennies for Patients. And I remember to kick off the week, we did, we did an assembly and I had to speak in front of, I think it was like between the faculty and the students. Cause I went to an all guys school. It was like, I want to say 16, 1700 people. So it was the first time I've ever really spoken in front of like, you know, a couple thousand people. And I just talked about my story with cancer and how it, it's taught me so much about creating light and love for the world, no matter what. And it was well received because we raised, I think it was $10,000 that week for the organization. And it felt good and it felt, it just felt right. It felt like I was doing the right thing at the right time. And I didn't really know much about the healthcare organization of America. So like, I, I genuinely believe what I was doing at, at the moment was, you know, impactful at a higher level. Uh, and I still do. But then like getting to, so, so doing this, raising the money, people were like, you're a really good speaker. And I was like, I appreciate that. Like, I just, I, I just didn't know I had it like that because I was kind of a shy kid, actually. Like, I was very shy. I was actually somewhat introverted, maybe. I mean, I thrived in situations of talking to people, but I didn't seek, I didn't seek out opportunities to be in front of others. So some people would have thought I was an introvert, uh, but people were like, you're, you're like, you speak very well. And I was like, maybe it's something I should look into down the line. 
So I get to college, you know, playing football and all that. And I got approached by the same organization again for this. It was called student of the year. So it's a bunch of college students come together and it's like a fundraising campaign where you compete against each other for 10 weeks. And if you raise the most money, you got a scholarship. So actually I never, I did it for two years. The first year I raised $25,000. I didn't actually win, but like I was able to host events at the school I went to and I was able to create YouTube videos around why you should donate the whole purpose behind the leukemia story what it's brought me as a as a person and what it's brought my soul in terms of um, a genuine connection to life's purpose. So doing that, I also got to meet like kids that um, were also going through the leuke the leukemia experience, which um, I actually still have good connections with some of those kids, like in terms of their families. Um, it gave me this like big brother uh, type of mindset that I could, I could give back in a genuine way. <clears throat> so creating those speeches, creating those videos to help inspire others was, I don't know. It was just, so it was fulfilling to me. And I felt like I could really connect with a mass group of people without them ever having to actually meet me in person. Um, because uh, Kendrick puts in his song, the heart part five, he, he says, I don't, I don't need, um, he, oh God, I can't remember exactly the lyric, but he's like, I don't need to be in flesh. Yeah. I don't need to be in flesh just to hug y'all, which is something I try to live by. And that's what I felt like I could do with these videos and these types of presentations. So the second year I did this fundraiser, I raised $50,000 and it was really cool to connect. It was really cool to hit 50,000 in 10 weeks because I, I got a portfolio put in my name to allocate the funds for cancer research to <clears throat> the, the leukemia that I had, which was acute lymphocytic leukemia. So ALL is what I had. So I had a portfolio put in my name to you know, this special, like this, this leukemia I had. So it just felt like a full circle thing for me. And being able to tell my story in front of thousands of people at the the final event, the, the gala event, it was, um, it felt empowering, you know, at the time. So <laughs> then delving into my book writing journey with my poetry books, like, I did one in college and I published one like after college. Like I said, it, it it's helped me connect with people, not in the flesh. And it's helped me um, connect with my God purpose, my dar, my dharmic purpose. And it's, it's to, it's to speak and be heard. Uh, it's, it's funny because like I always had strep throat when I was in high school, like I had strep like literally 10 times over the course of like two years. <laughs> like I almost had to get my tonsils out. And that was spiritually me not speaking. I wasn't speaking. I wasn't being heard because I was so afraid of, of judgment. And I was so afraid of what people would think of me. And I was so afraid of putting myself in, I have to be 
a perfect person, which ain't ain't true at all. Like none of us, none of us are perfect. We're all here to just uh, spread light and love. So having those opportunities to speak at a, a in front of mass amounts of people and be able to write books to you know for millions of people to have the opportunity to consume that actually if they wanted to buy the book they could buy the book so that's where yeah that's where it really like i said started when i was a kid and it's just really evolved into different aspects of my life but it started with that cancer story and then it, it you know through different times of whether it was pure joy or bliss um to moments of pain like I've always written and I've always spoken. I've always just given my full self to these things. And balancing that and giving my full self to others in a in a personal way. I've I've learned to balance the two because part of my other issue, not an issue, but part of my other learning lesson in life was I used to give myself too much into relationships and it was relationships with women. And there was like other traumas associated with that. But I, I, when I gave so much to a woman, I stopped giving to the world and that actually wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling and it wasn't, it wasn't in my Dharma. And I know I wasn't giving what I could to God. So Tapping into that now through therapy, psychedelics, you know, all these different modalities of treatment, I've been able to really tap into that in the past, like, probably, I wouldn't even say six months, I would say like the past year, I feel like I've been able to transcend to this level where I'm at now. And now it's time to like teach people how to how to really tap into that. And be able to tap in from their their heart and their soul, and that's why I created the uh, Conscious Creators Kingdom, because part of my calls are going to be sacral expansion, the sacral chakra, which is the creation chakra. Um, it's literally the creation of life. Like for women, it's in the womb, and for men, it's in their reproductive organs, basically as well. So <clears throat> having that energy tapped into like creating an art form or a business is what I want to help people tap into on a higher level, because when they do that, they're putting out this vibration to the earth that is so uplifting in love that we're going to help. We're going to help people heal traumas. We're going to help people bring peace and joy into their lives. We're going to bring, we're just going to bring greatness to everyone. And that's the beauty of this life we get to live. We get to every day wake up and and just be our best versions of ourselves and that's and it looks different every single day. It's never the same. And that's that's what um yeah, it's just that's what I'm that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> so I know that was a that was a long-winded thing, but like getting to nfts um was the first start actually um because i wanted to publish my works and then um help other people like learn how to publish their own works and keep their ip and then also to tap into 
spiritually how to create on a higher level too. Um, and then like a final phase of what I'm doing is I want to help people protect their assets in terms of um, using trust law from my personal experiences of creating trust and help them uh, create their, their kingdom, which their kingdom is their, their IP, their money, their energy and protect it where it's, it's, they keep it for themselves, but they keep it for <clears throat> God and they keep it for their community. So yeah, man, that was, uh, <laughs> that was the inspiration, I guess, behind it all. <clears throat> Listening to you talk, brother, I truly believe that God set you apart for a mission. And it's amazing to see how tapped in you are to that mission and to that purpose. That's something we, it's crazy, brother, because we actually have a lot more in common than I originally thought. <laughs> like, no joke, we, we actually have a ton of things in common. And something that I really wanted to go over based on, you know, your life story was the, you know, going through leukemia and just having this whole light life-threatening situation in your life that's something i resonate with heavily because i mean there's i've said it before on um one of my videos and one of my podcasts but basically when i was six or actually rather when i was nine years old i had a accident where I was crossing a crosswalk and I got hit by a car, <laughs> a freaking pickup truck that was trying to speed to get to work. And, you know, when you're nine years old, it's like you're just trying to experience life. Like life's an adventure and you feel invincible throughout your whole life. And then, you know, something like that happens to you. And, you know, when you're that young, it's like you can't fully process what just happened and it's not until you grow up a little that you realize that there's no invincibility to this life and we only have a limited amount of time on this earth and when you go through an experience where your life is literally on the line. It's like purpose starts to be more, I want to say, it starts to be more apparent. And it's it's crazy because there, there are a ton of people I know for sure that I, that are going through some type of adversity in their life, but only few that I've ever really had their life almost taken away from them. And the people that have those experiences that I would say that have their life almost taken from them is their purpose is a lot more clear to them. And I think it just it just comes from the fact that 
God kind of devised this whole experience for us to be able to tell our story from the perspective of how beautiful life actually is. The people that never have to go through any type of adversity, they, I find most of them take life for granted and they kind of just walk along this path, this ready-made path by the system and by you know the indoctrination of society into their life and they just never wonder if there's anything more to this life but then the people that have almost had their life taken from them it's like they have this newfound perspective this curiosity about the world and about how it works and what our whole purpose on this earth is for it's like we start wondering and it seems to me, based on what you were telling me, that you tapped into this at a very young age, which I'm just so honored to have come across that, man. I, I really resonate with the story that you were telling me. And just your whole life is, it's inspiring. Oh, man. Thank you for sharing. Um, I was getting emotional this morning because... I just have so much gratitude for everything that that life has given us like you me the collective world um like i'm i'm just so thankful and it's been a long time coming like it really has and being able to hear your story um <clears throat> you're right the perspective it's just it's different and you know you talk about like people that don't go through that they'll end up creating something that'll make them go through that and i and i say that in it's it's really it's sad to like for people to go through and it's and it's usually in the form of a big mistake like um what comes to mind actually is is henry ruggs uh when he played for the raiders and he got drunk got behind a car was going 150 miles per hour and he he hit he hit someone and killed them and now he's in prison when he was in the nfl he and you know he could have called an uber you know he could have called a teammate he could have done so many things but he selfishly got behind the wheel of the car after drinking and you know i don't know his life story he could have gone through other things but if he didn't go through anything he created that because like he just didn't understand the perspective of what struggle looks like what a what a crazy struggle can look like and you have to put yourself you have to beat yourself to the ground in the sense in some form and that's what everyone does in their lifetime and then like they take that they alchemize that pain in a way and 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 how they can help others and that's the that's the thing like you and I learned that at an age which there's a lot of beauty in that and 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 to be honest, I'm so proud of you for not holding, you don't hold anger towards that person when you got hit by that car, which that that is the most mature thing. And I see adults not even act in the way that you do in terms of uh, they hold anger over the littlest things. You got hit by a car yet I don't feel any anger. Like I don't feel your anger towards that person. 
And that's beautiful, man. Like that is so fucking beautiful. Pardon my language. But um, like it's so it's so it's so raw and it's so organic. And like I it's it's why like in every relationship where something happened in terms of like some if any relationship had a traumatic event in my in my life i don't i don't hold any anger against those people anymore i did for a while i i, I held up a lot of anger in my lifetime um towards traumatic events with from people but learning to like let all that go is the most free freeing thing you can do Thanks. It's also the most empowering thing too. Yes. You're not controlled by your anger. You're not controlled by your emotions. And that's why like, I love talking to you and I love getting to know you because of like, dude, you, you are, you are a great example of how not to just hold any emotions and just be like, it's, it's the perfect state of being that you, um, I know we're all trying to master life and master ourselves. But I know that the way you go about every day, I know you're doing a great job. And I'm just, and I'm honored to know you as much as you say you're honored to know me. I'm honored to know you, man. Because like I said, you have a lot of internal wisdom for even at the young age that you're at, like just speaking it and just being it and like, you provide so much value for this world and that's why i'm excited just to like champion you and watch you grow into who you're meant to be because it's uh it's really cool and like thank you for sharing your story because dude i couldn't imagine what was going through your your mind and your body and your soul um at such a young age and just to have yeah that perspective because when life is almost taken from you at a young age you really look at you look at stuff so differently like you really do you don't sweat as much of uh the small stuff like yep. everyday inconveniences that's the thing i think that sets just like people that have gone through crazy traumatic experiences at a young age from people that that don't the inconveniences that you go through on a daily basis doesn't doesn't matter your coffee took a little too long in the shop okay traffic okay someone cuts you off okay uh like one of your friends uh tries to like you know not come at you but some one of your friends tries to like bring up like drama within like you know their own circle or work or like whatever you're just like you're like okay like you know it's just nothing nothing bothers you and when you're an unbothered soul you're in your you you tap into your highest potential and i see that within you like you but i don't think uh i i don't necessarily think like you suppress or like like just you know shove down your emotions because we all we all you know times where we get frustrated we have long days you know or whatever we all have those moments and uh i feel like you feel into those and like i'm starting to feel into my emotions for the first time as a man and I, 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 I suppressed my emotions and I would just like let it bottle up. And then I just, I, I wouldn't explode in an angry, like violent way, but I would just be like, I would cut myself off from the world. And then I'd just be like, be angry by myself. 
but now when I feel into the emotions as they come up, like I felt pure happiness yesterday where I was crying and like gratitude where I was crying. It felt good. And I felt like I released something. I don't know what it was, but I felt like I released something. And I feel like that's what you do too. And like, it's just, it's really inspiring to see you as a man. Like I see you as a man for sure. <laughs> thank you brother thank you i remember coming home from the hospital and my auntie came to visit me in my in my home and the first thing she told me literally and i still remember it to this day was god has a purpose for you i did not know what that meant at that age because again i was like nine bro and now that I've kind of gone through life and it's funny how you say that I'm you know very wise and very um like um have a lot of wisdom I remember being younger and I think I've just gone through so many experiences at a young age that I was able to express all of the unnecessary emotions that I needed to at that age I mean you told you told me that you know you were bullied younger I was literally in the same boat, especially um, coming from the Philippines, not knowing how to speak English, being different from everybody around me, not knowing how to communicate to everybody. That really impacted the way that I viewed life because I didn't really have much of a social circle growing up, you know, with the kids around me. I remember being outcasted even amongst my church, now me and my brothers because we weren't the funny thing is like we're we're Filipinos but we're technically Filipino and black because of our ancestry and this is something that I've had a very hard time expressing and it wasn't until literally recently um that I've finally accepted this part of myself I remember growing up you know, trying to be friends with the Filipinos around me in my church, and they just always never welcomed me and my brothers because we were like, <laughs> we weren't full Filipino, and I felt that energy even amongst the adults, and this is a freaking church, it's like, it's supposed to be loving, you know what I mean? You're supposed to be accepting, but it's like, we, every time we came out the church, everybody would gather amongst their circles, talk to one another. And me and my brothers would just be standing there and we'd be like, oh, all right. And I didn't understand that at that age. And so your whole purpose with empowering people to really tap into their pain, tap into their struggle, it resonates a lot with me because for my audience, I help them cultivate this relationship with the creator to really lean on their experiences what they've gone through those traumatic events and not suppressing it but alchemizing it into something that can empower those around them because that story whether we like it or not stories is how we as humans kind of move in this life we 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 move through others' stories and we learn from one another and we express to one another and we, you know, we, we 
at the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters in this life. No, there is no such thing as race. And when I talk to individuals that have that purpose, it's so inspiring to me because it, it reminds me every single time that our life is precious. I remember growing up and I just would look in the mirror. I had like really nappy hair. And I was like, why can't I have really nice hair like these Filipinos around me? Dude, I used to, I, I remember when Justin Bieber was coming up and, you know, he had that nice little, <laughs> that nice little, uh, the bowl cut. Yeah, bro. I was rocking that too. Dude, I, wanted... I was rocking that Justin Bieber. People were like, you got Justin Bieber hair. I'm like, oh man. All right. All right. I'll rock it. But anyway, continue. That's funny as hell. <laughs> I, I wanted that so badly. And not for the reason of like I wanted to be Justin Bieber, but mostly to be accepted, to be seen like the ones around me because I didn't know any single one around me that was mixed race, you know, especially as a Filipino, the ones around me, I kind of, you know, I, I hung out with mostly people who were, um, you know, just, I would say I hung around with the skater group. So that was kind of my group, the the outcasts, the rebels, <laughs> if if uh, if I were to put a name on them. And these people, I, I felt like they just they just had this rebellious views in life, not to where they wanted to disrespect people, but to where they didn't want to conform to how everybody was moving in life and to me that was that was something I still kind of carry to this to this day this this whole rebellious nature of paving a different path for myself and for others and I'm so grateful for you to even mention that it's you know that it's me that's doing this but I have to mention that it's not even it's not like all these experiences yes they've been my experiences but moving in life now more than ever, I realize that it's not me. It's really God working through me. And that's something that has allowed me to really tap into the connection that I have with infinite intelligence in regards to creating with purpose. And that's why I say we're more alike than you, than you and I could possibly understand. And if we had, you know, past lives in this you know, in our life, and I'm, I'm more than sure that you and I have probably been friends in a past life. We probably, I could see us being in a, like an ancient war together, <laughs> just, just duking it out with some, you know, with, with the, with the rest of the world and just trying to make sense of what's going on in life. That's, that's really what I see. And I think now in, in our, lifetime where we're a voice for the people that don't have a voice where the visionaries for the people that don't have access to the vision that don't know how right. to bring that into reality yeah uh first and foremost i uh i, I got this feeling right now <clears throat> that you uh if, if yeah the ancient war past life um I feel like you were the philosopher and I was the gladiator. Like that's, that's, that's what's kind of coming up for me right now, actually. So that's, that's really funny that you say that. I definitely could see you being the philosopher of the 
Roman time and uh, I was the gladiator of the Roman time. And uh, I've actually delved in. I had a I had a Reiki session with someone and she was like kind of like gently massaging my back and like hitting different like tightness points. And I was like feeling through like different memories coming up in my head, which it's so funny because like if you. I guess to bridge into into what I'm about to go into in terms of how, yeah, we, you and I are both very alike, um, which by the way, thank you for sharing everything you just shared so much, so much love for you, so much gratitude for you. You have a lot of wisdom because of these experiences. Um, but like when I was doing this Reiki session, like I was like looking into these past lives and I'm just like, if I like, if you talk to people about this, that don't, tap in consciously or spiritually like they would think you're crazy or they would think like you're making this stuff up but like why would you make up these sort of elaborate things like you know if you're tapping into these spiritual memories like that's that's authentically you like no one can tell you that it's not true or no one can tell you that you're crazy for this so doing getting into this whole space happened partially because of you also talk about the church i grew up catholic so i grew up in a catholic school which um you know you talked about your group so i went to school with a bunch of rich white kids and i wasn't oh my family was not wealthy by any means were we like dirt poor no but like were we super wealthy no so like i didn't really fit in with these people because most of them were pretty pretty well off and um, that's part of the reason why I got picked on. Um, and I just, I wore hand-me-down clothes, hand-me-down clothes from my brother. Um, and like, I went to school, played, you know, played sports, but like, I never, I never had like the, the special, like, you know, beach houses and like all these like amenities that everyone else had, which I didn't care for it. But like, that's why I was outcasted. And it's funny because like Catholicism teaches love and, you know, love and acceptance, but I didn't feel loved or accepted when I went to Catholic church or went to school in middle school. Um, and not feeling that acceptance from a community, I think is, I'm grateful for it, to be honest with you, because it made me tap into myself and who Cooper is. And when I tapped into Cooper more, it set me apart from other people. And then it, it helped me generate this God relationship, this godly relationship, because you're right. It's not our memories. It's not our thoughts. It's, it's God's thoughts and it's God's memories. And when you truly tap into that outside of the constructs of a church system, you really tap into who you are as a person and you shed like all these identities and these constructs of the ego, which the ego is a funny thing because your ego gets constructed out of these memories. And then like, you don't like you shut off and you don't let people in. And like, that's, I think that's probably my toughest part right now is the ego because the ego wants to be comfortable and the ego wants to stay in the past from like the good memories sometimes my ego doesn't want to move forward in life. And um, it makes it makes it hard to sometimes connect with people on a deeper level because of like trust and those things because of the ego. Um, 
And that's what I love about you and meeting you is like your ego. I just don't sense it because like the way you trust people and the way you, you share yourself with people, I think is a beautiful thing. Uh, and yeah. And, and I appreciate you talking about like your, your background as um, being, you know, Filipino and like actually being uh, black as well. Like it, that is something I think that uh, people don't understand uh, in terms of like, you know, people's backgrounds and, and race and ethnicity and those things, because um, I think you sharing that can provide an educational piece for people listening to this as well. So thank you for sharing that component um, without like making it um, like political or just like making it like, you know, bigger than like what it is. It's just, you know, this is what the truth is because of what I'm, you know, what I've lived in a sense, you know, so thanks for that uh, enlightening piece. But yeah, you and I are more connected than we would probably imagine, which is really, really cool. Uh, like, that's why I think you and I were meant to speak our voices together and combine our voices together because of um, not having acceptance from groups and uh i don't know if you've had this but i've definitely shifted out of a lot of friendships and relationships because you just you level up yourself and um the reason why it's hard sometimes to keep friendships and relationships is because when you level up people don't want to level up with you and when you level up like people will resent you and it's not their fault it's it's not their fault at all um it's just when you when you try to move forward in your life and um people get scared of that because that's 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 an internal thing on their end and you just like hope for people to heal and that's the thing like <clears throat> i haven't really so i've been single for about six months and i haven't really dated because um it's 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 more like I'm trying to heal myself to get to a point where I can share light and love with someone else. And then also trying to find someone who also is, you know, in the process of healing themselves, because I see just in general, I see a lot of hurt people in the world that just are afraid to delve into that and go deeper into that. And when you do that yourself, you do that inner work, you, you also attract people that are healing themselves internally doing the inner work and then are also having like-minded goals and dreams and those things. Um, it's just, it doesn't come in the way that you expect it to. And that's like why letting go is such a, a crucial element to it. And um, yeah, I don't know if uh, you feel that way when you sort of like level up in your lifetimes, Definitely. but I feel like with your, yeah, with your wisdom, you um i feel like in times of isolation is where we uh we can find our, our true beauty within ourselves and um it, you also have a beautiful relationship and i can see that and i think that's really awesome uh with with uh you and your 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 partner so i uh i have so much respect for you and how you uh you go about your your business your personal life your relationship like you just you seem to do it all just with the 
a high standard of yourself and just, but in also a loving way to where you don't project onto other people. Like you show a lot of empathy, I guess, which showing empathy is, like I said, so crucial because we all have, we all have traumas and we all have hurt to some degree. And we just have to, we have to understand that for each other, for God. It's like when you're, when you're leveling up in life, like you, what you were saying, those quote unquote friends that, you know, we would have is they, they, they'd get so threatened by our newfound level that they want to, they want to stay comfortable and bring us back down to who we are no longer. And it's like when God is calling you to make that next step, they don't want to take that step with you. So they just want to pull you right back to where they're at. And that's something I've had to really understand. And I'm right there with you, Cooper. Um, you know, I've had to let go of a lot of friends just to be where I'm at now. The only person that I talk to is my partner. And it's funny how you mentioned her because I, I teach on my channel or rather I share my experiences on the channel about how to attract your, your, your partner, the, the one, the, you know, the one that you want to build your kingdom with. That soulmate. Yeah. That soulmate. And it just comes down to following God and building what you already have. And, and I, I, I'll bring it into, I don't know if you've ever read the Holy Bible, but there's the story of Adam and Eve. And when Adam was created by God, he was just tending to the garden, the Garden of Eden. He didn't need a partner. He didn't need anything. But God saw fit to bestow him with a partner because he seemed lonely. He seemed like he needed someone to support him. And so when he was tending to the garden and just taking care of his business God bestowed him with a partner and that's something I've personally experienced because when I encountered Jessa bro I wasn't even like trying to look for a partner I was just making YouTube videos and I was making hiking videos and hold on one sec I was just you know, telling people um, about my life experiences of being a bartender and wanting to pave another way, <laughs> just working the rat race or being in the rat race and trying to pave another way. And she saw my videos and she was really intrigued by my path, the path that I was paving for myself. And she DM'd me on Instagram and was like, hey, you haven't been posting on IG for a while. I, I, I wondered, you know, what's going on? Are you still making YouTube videos? And a lot of men don't understand this. And I say this from a fact of I myself didn't understand this because I was like you, my brother. I was had terrible relationship with women. I didn't understand how to integrate the masculine energy with a feminine you know, partner. And so a lot of my relationships were very codependent, especially for my experiences of um, having divorced parents. Um, it really 
shifted my perspective on how relationships are because growing up when your parents aren't together you know it's like you don't really trust love or you don't really trust partnership and so I grew up and I remember in my life I would just have these relationships for pleasurable aspects it was only really to fill a hole in my heart that wasn't filled when I was younger and I didn't realize that till you know till I was uh I want to say in my 20s early 20s and when I got out of a really big this relationship that I was really invested in she broke she ended up breaking up with me because I started losing myself in the relationship that pretty much I want to say it it made me break down enough to where I was like I literally could not get up out of bed and so when you're when you're down bad like that you you kind of have to figure out how to get yourself out of that hole and build yourself up again and so that's when I started getting into self-development I started working out improving my fitness my health I wanted to look better I wanted to feel better and during that time period I started getting results I started looking better but I noticed that with every date that I'd gone into with another woman no matter how good I looked, it was never enough. There was always this emptiness inside of me that could not be filled. And it wasn't until I started making YouTube videos, speaking my truth and allowing God to work through me that a godly woman herself reached out to me and was intrigued in my mission. And she is now, you know, supporting me in my mission. And I think that's what it means to be in a you know a, a godly relationship it's because a lot of you know a lot of you know our our society nowadays look at relationships as kind of like a hookup type of thing but they don't understand that that destroys what you have going for yourself and if you're somebody that's on a mission like let's just say for example if you're a man on a mission then you understand as that man that the mission comes before a partnership just like Adam who was tending to the garden and then God saw fit to bestow him with Eve to help support him on his mission a lot of people get into relationships to cohabitate to fill a hole in their heart that wasn't filled when they were younger just like you know just like me just like a lot of others out there and so I wanted to really touch on that because I think it's important, you know, I'm not saying that relationships are bad or to go date is bad. I think it's a beautiful thing to vet a woman. But I don't, I don't believe now at the age that I'm at that if you have a higher purpose in this life, that a partner is going to, you know, radically transform that no you have to have that purpose and you have to have that foundation first and then a partner will come to you yeah wow thank you for sharing um that that hit the nail on the head for sure on a lot of things and yeah dating's not bad at all um i technically actually went on my first date like last week 
and she's a very she's a very conscious woman and she's very nurturing she's very unique she's very different which i i love that and um i don't know where it's gonna go but you know i definitely i feel uh, a regal embodiment by her for sure and that's everything you said is so true and i guess like i relate to what you're saying because I filled a lot of those empty holes and that was because of like traumatic experiences I had around um, physical intimacy. So like that's, I was filling that hole for so long and finally feeling through all the pain the past like six months. Cause like, that's when my relationship recently ended with someone else. Um, and the energetics didn't match. She was, she was masculine because of some past experiences in her life too, where she doesn't feel safe with a man, which I, I don't blame her for that. Like, I, I really don't. I, I really hope that um, she gets the help that she can get. And I, and I really hope that she can overcome those obstacles in her life because she deserves that. She deserves to be loved. Um, she deserves to be cherished and adored and, you know, whether that was with me or not with me, I just, I want her happy and I want her fulfilled. And uh, I really hope the best for her. Um, but the energetics didn't match. And that was, that was the thing. Like I was way too feminine in like the past few years, I was way too feminine. And I, uh, I sought out, I guess, more masculine women. And that's why it doesn't, it just doesn't work. And to be filled, fulfilled in my purpose brings the masculinity out of me, which it's not hyper masculinity. It's, it's a very healthy form of it. Uh, because I, I think you can truly balance your feminine, your feminine and masculine energy. And when you do, you're, a, you're a weapon, like you're, you're, you're a dangerous human to society, uh, because you're right. Society pushes the hookup culture. And I was a part of that culture for a little bit, um, especially in college, and it just wasn't yeah it just wasn't a fulfilling thing and like it 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 takes the love out of you and it takes it takes your soul away from you and when you when you do that you're not aligned and when you're not aligned you're not living your full potential and your full purpose um and honestly like yeah like dating's not bad for sure it's it's almost like you uh you kind of have to dance with like acting and pursuing and somewhat chasing not like fully chasing you get my point though uh versus like waiting for god to give you it's it's like opportunities god is going to give you opportunities and you are being tested to see is this legit or is this my ego talking and like you were able to find that with your partner um as a godly woman which is really cool to to like hear from you because it it, it kind of it actually kind of uh, it makes me hopeful in my own journey, which is really cool. Um, but like you, dude, your partner is such a crucial element to your purpose and your success, because if you're both not aligned, you're not going to be happy. And that's why the, you know, yeah, coming from divorced parents, um, I don't come from divorced parents. Um, but like hearing people talk about coming from divorced parents, it gives them those um <clears throat> learning lessons of you know how can i how can i be in alignment 
in a relationship and like see those. I actually do think children of divorced parents, um, they've actually done studies on like children of divorced parents are actually more loyal partners than uh, part of them people that have like married parents. And I think it's partially because of the gratitude that comes with having divorced parents, how grateful you are for a partner that your, your loyalty, um, like you have better loyalty in a sense, because of that gratitude you have, uh, to, to be loyal to someone. And that, um, I always love that statistic because I, you know, people that talk about, <clears throat> Uh, divorced families and like dating and those things it's like uh, I, I feel like sometimes people look at ch um, children or like people that are dating from like a divorce situation it's like oh like there's you know trauma or there's something behind it that's not necessarily true like you find the gratitude within it you find the um, the beauty in it and that's the thing making assumptions is one of the worst things you can do. Like if you if you if you make assumptions just because of someone's background, their story, whatever, you're already putting someone in a in a limiting situation to actually like bring out their full beauty within themselves. And I think as humans, we tend to do that a lot because of pre <clears throat> pre-judging situations. Uh, that we've had in our lives, you know, whether we've been judged, or we've judged others, our parents judged others, or siblings, like friends, whatever, that can rub off on you. And that's why your inner circle is so key. And it really does start with your partner. Like when you bring your purpose, and then you bring a partner into the mix that has alignment, and hopefully they bring friends into alignment, you bring friends into alignment, and then you bring like a, a better community together. That's already a, a, a collective group of people that has no leaky energy, that's going to bring a higher vibration. And then when you bring a higher vibration to each other, like you're all going to level up yourselves. And that's, I think that's what we're in a unique position, excuse me, a position of is uh, people getting into alignment with themselves and then bringing other people of alignment into their inner circle, whether it's a partnership, a friendship, or whatever. Uh, because like actually just a random uh, story that happened, I guess this week I was at the gym and I went to college with this guy. I really, I really love the guy to death. He's awesome. Um, he just had a breakup with his girlfriend. Um, and then like four of his friends had breakups. Like it, it, it's, it's really interesting to see. I've seen a, a fair amount of breakups in the past year because I think a lot of people are like, I want to be fulfilled and I want to be put into alignment. And I'm not, I'm not having that in this relationship. And that's like the biggest sacrifice you can make because you're sacrificing comfort and you're sacrificing uh being with someone to like go and like go into a dark hole for like a, a you know whether it's a short period of time or a long period of time whatever you know how how long it takes it's different for everyone but to go in and feel all that pain 
to like raise your vibration and, and, and align more with life, that's a really tough thing to do, actually, because I was more than comfortable in my past relationship, you know, just going out, having fun, working, like trying to like invest my way to financial freedom and like all those things. But in the end, like I was slowly destroying myself. And like, when you do that, like you're not, you can be happy in moments, but you're not going to be fully aligned and at pure bliss, pure joy. And that's why I ended the relationship. And then like, I went to that dark hole and I felt every emotion and I did it sober. I didn't use the, I mean, the only like, drugs I used was psilocybin but like that's known for you know treatment and like therapeutic senses so I mean I didn't drink I didn't like smoke weed like I did mushrooms like on on weekends to like go into the darkness into the thickness of everything um then got EMDR therapy and like did everything sober for literally five yeah five months or so and like I just felt all that pain and and just and did it and like I I'm so grateful for it because doing that actually saved me and it aligned with the higher you know purpose and the creator so um props to you for doing what you did because it's not easy it's really not and like I said I've unfortunately lost some some friendships because of just like leveling up in my life and and wanting to just be more than a nine to five job and like going out like Friday Saturday you know and and then being hung over on a Sunday like I that that life wasn't for me anymore and when you when you when you do that it just shows you who who's for real and uh it's okay it's not it's not for everyone um but i just i know where my purpose lies and i'm just excited to uh bring more people into alignment with that and i know you're one of those people so like i'm i'm really thankful for that man and i'm really thankful for you for sharing everything that is wild that you know everyone's connected and i feel like <laughs> you and i are just mirrors of each other <laughs> it's a wild bro it's a wild <laughs> instead of being hung over on sundays we're creating on sundays big win on god bro yeah <laughs> big win like yeah we're 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 in like uh we're in our own version of church uh it's it's wonderful i really do you know and i do have a healthy i used to have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol but now I'm at a point where I host wine tastings and like, I'll, I'll go out and I'll like have a drink, but like, I don't get to the point ever where I'm like out of control. Like, cause it's just, it's just not who I am anymore. And I think mushrooms helped with that. And I think like purpose and alignment helped with that. Um, but if I'm going to like lay back and just like relax a little bit, like I, I will do that in a healthy manner now. And I don't, hold uh I don't hold judgment against myself or or others either it's just like I just as long as everyone's just in a healthy environment mindset that's all that matters man that's all that matters bags we're here to raise the vibration of the earth 
and it's an honor to be able to fight on the battlefield with you, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So yeah, man. to kind of uh, go into more of a, I want to say, to kind of pivot away from the relationship topic. Yeah. I want to go into how we came across each other and you know how how we even started supporting each other's journey and i i guess it's fair to say that you know uh it, it's all thanks to the level up collective which <laughs> is where we pretty much met and i had a uh podcast with jason you know he's he's the one yeah that the investing call uh-huh i got a chance to interview him and it was such a beautiful thing because now i'm starting to really get connected with a lot of purpose driven beings i had him on the podcast i have you on the podcast i have a couple others within the community that i've also reached out to me that i'm working on uh, getting on a pod with them as well and yeah. it's such a an amazing feeling to be able to connect with like-minded individuals that all have unique experiences and perspective on this life and it just adds every time like every time like it just adds more and more to me and it empowers me more and more every time i speak with purpose-driven beings like yourself so with that being said i wanted to kind of highlight how important it is especially for aspiring entrepreneurs and people that want to fulfill their purpose for those that are listening to this how important it is to separate yourself from the current group that is not allowing you to level up and to go first you i i believe you should go seek god and then god will guide you to the group or community that you are meant to be around and we're at a beautiful time in our lives right now where that's not that big of an issue to get around those people. Like, mm. yeah, it, it literally took me watching one YouTube video by, you know, Jeremy and I <laughs> found his platform and I was like, yeah. oh, for sure. Like, let, let me, let me get into this. Let me go see what this is about. And this was my first mastermind community. So, being in this community i think has dramatically improved how i move in this life mm. first and foremost how i view this life and also how i interact with those around me because now i know who my people are now i know who my my real ones are where they're at you know who uh -huh. they are and <laughs> It's uh, it's such a beautiful thing. And I know for a fact that we are meant to, you know, we're social beings. And it's, it's like we can go on this journey alone, but we can only get so far alone. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we need our brothers and sisters around us to kind of create something that is not for ourselves, but bigger than ourselves. If that's really, you know, what is meant for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I'm really thankful for <clears throat> the Love Up Collective because I got in through. Actually, it was the it was the girl I was dating at the time. She found Jeremy, and um, 
we both applied and we both got in, which was actually really cool. And it's honestly insane how, how much I've grown as a person. And I've been in the group for about pretty much a year. And it's amazing how when you just go all in on yourself and you like, yeah, like you said, align with like aligning with God helped me get to get to the point, but I wasn't as like religious. Um, but I was, I was more curious on how to tap into myself more and tap into this idea of money because my idea of money was actually kind of negative. Like I was like, money can, uh, can bring out like the demons in a sense, which that wasn't a healthy mindset because of the Catholic church. And that's what the Catholic church threw on me. But then again, the Catholic church makes you want, like, like they want you to donate all your money to them. So they have all the money. So it just, yeah, that's another rabbit hole. But um, that, that being said, like joining the group, <clears throat> I remember like the first call uh, he talked about the Jeremy talked about the matrix and he talked about the red pill, blue pill. And he talked about waking up to the systems and like doing that first call i was like wow it's like all just a game and once i started looking at it like a game i stopped i stopped caring about all the the dumb superficial things that everyone else cares about like uh it's funny i saw i saw on a story on instagram and it actually it actually I unfollowed the person because I'm just like, this doesn't align with me anymore. But like they went out to like do bottle service at this nightclub. And like, it was like, you know, all the expensive signage and like the champagne and the the gray goose and like all those things. And it's so funny. Like I used to care about stuff like that, but it's just like, no, like the only reason I care about the finances now is to be free with my people and to get out of the system with my people and also have fun with my people, but not in like a, a superficial way. Like we're all covering up something like uh, that's the thing, like pro not projecting in, in a way that's um, insecure, I guess. So when, when I got into the group, cause uh, I know like you, you're still, you're kind of new ish. Uh, you're not as new as the people that are now getting in the group, but like, you're still, I guess, new ish, but I've been in it for, you know, a little over a year and, you know, connecting with um, like-minded people has made me just delve into the spiritual space more. And like, I've really connected with a lot of uh, men and women in the group alike. Um, and it's really helped me tap into my feminine and masculine energies on different levels. Um, and then when you came into the group, like, I know like you and I, I feel like what, what really started everything off was the NFT conversation. Uh, but then like getting to know you and getting to know your page more, uh, I was like, God, this guy is just so next level wisdom and I love it. And then like you and I like talking more and more um, beyond NFTs. And then like when you, when we were on that one call that one day and you talked about people being in their Dharma. And you talked about Jeremy, Jax, um, I think you might have thrown in Jason, and then like you threw in my name. And um, that made me really emotional, because like, I, for some reason, didn't think 
I was acting in full Dharma because I didn't have the financial success with, or I wasn't getting the results maybe that I wanted. But like, when you said that, that was enough for me just to be like, you're doing everything right. And I, I can never thank you enough for that because I hearing that from a guy like you just really, really comes full circle. And that's why like getting to know you and just like getting to be able to even just talk to you on a weekly basis, pretty much. And just even just texting back and forth. Like it's, it's been beautiful. Like it's been a beautiful um, kindling, I would say of what we have together and what we have to offer. And like, that's why I know like meeting you in person is going to be a great experience. And I know that's, I know that's going to happen one day too. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, we came together on a business level. Like our initial connection was more business oriented and like NFTs and like those things, but then it like mended into something more and in terms of Dharma and then in terms of like the show, but even like beyond the show, just like, being dudes that are there for each other and without conditions without judgments without conceptions expectations um we have standards for each other yeah to like just be good men but not to like project like this is what you have to do for me or this is what i have to do for you and like that's that's the organic friendship I've always looked for. And I found it with you on a pretty quick level. And like, it's funny because um, I feel like when I connect with people in the LUC, it's like always on like a, it's all, it starts as a business connection and then it like delves in to a, a friendship. And that's what, I think that's what I love the most about the group. And it's just, um, it's just really cool to see. And uh, I've actually connected with people outside of the group that joined the LUC and then they like transcended, they graduated pretty much. And now they have their own either businesses or they like are able to do like their sovereignty on their own and like, or utilize other people. I still have those connections with people though and have those friendships with people. So it just even goes to show even beyond the group, like you connect. And like you stay connected and you build those relationships. So yeah, the way we connected, I, it started business and then it transcended to friendship. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. And like, I see your authenticity for who you are. I see you and I hear you for who you are. Um, not just the motivational speaker, but I see you just who you are. And that's, that's Mark. Like, I just see you as Mark and I see you as a loving, wonderful human being, not just to me, but to others and to the world. And that's full alignment with God. And yeah, man, that's, that's, uh, that's why I'm thankful about our connection. And I've connected with Jason too. Actually, I got to get my hands on Jason for a, for a show. I'm sure that would be really fun. And I love Jason's music and what he does, like even outside of investing, like I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping to uh, somehow work with him on his music, music uh, endeavors. So yeah, man. And it's funny, like how 
I did, I did investing and I did like crypto investing and I, I voiced some opinions in the group about like some of the cryptocurrencies. I know like we had an investing call and you, you asked me about <clears throat> crypto on like a, a macro scale and like, um, just like information and backgrounds on ecosystems and how to trust, you know, where you put your money. So like, I have that knowledge, but like, it, it's funny how we just, we tend to morph into other forms. And uh, I could definitely see you morphing into like, I could see you just morphing into so much. And in terms of like, even investing, I could see you as like, giving investment advice but not on like the buy gold silver bitcoin <clears throat> um tesla whatever i could see you morphing into an investment in yourself like how can i invest in mark how can mark be a stock that pays unlimited dividends like <clears throat> that's where i see you going as well and it's uh yeah it's just cool and like the metamorphosis of each other is uh is, is outstanding but meeting you in the group has been such a pleasure and yeah i i, I just want to say i think we met with the intention of just like nfts but then like we've really tapped into something more beautiful which i'm i'm thankful for i think you messaged me about was it nfts maybe i can't remember how how it happened i messaged you in regards to the new kids on the block nft that you had i remember um that's right I was thinking to myself because uh, I was wanting to get into the NFT game. Uh, I'm only I've only ever been in crypto, which is my first kind of dive into investing in and of, in and of itself. And so when I saw that you had, you know, these NFTs, I was like, you know, this guy has knowledge on where I'm trying to get my you know NFT game up with. So I hit you up and or no i looked into your links and i found that you had those nfts and i was like dude these are super sick i, I wouldn't mind having these as my first uh initial nft and so for me it wasn't like i was trying to get something from you rather it was like i saw what you had and i believed in it and so that was kind of the energetics of me kind of tapping in with you i was like genuinely interested in getting one of the nfts that you had um put out and so yeah i tapped into that and then i hit you up wanting to learn about how to actually acquire that nft on a wallet which is like you know for for the ones that haven't invested into crypto or nfts this could be a topic for a whole nother conversation but that's kind of how it started I, I hit you up wanting to acquire that NFT and how to actually, you know, own it and, and, and have it be on a on my wallet. So, yeah, but it, it's crazy because looking back on that, that uh, situation, I, I, I see where it's led to now. And it's you're right. It is a beautiful transformation of a relationship because it was something so organic that led to something that was more like it was like something that was almost devised by god for us to hop on this fine sunday morning and start speaking about <laughs> wisdom in regards to life relationships masculine feminine energies investing and i kind of wanted to 
go back into what you were um, saying about money and having this terrible relationship with money. Uh, I was in that same boat. That's kind of how I got into the LUC was to improve my relationship with money and how to actually leverage other people's money so that I don't have to use my own money in regards to investing. And I got into it with that mindset, but then what I got out was like so different <laughs> than what I had originally gone in for with the intention of. And I say this to kind of preface the fact that we think as humans, like we want something, right? Like we want this, but then when we lean into it and we actually go into whatever it is that we want, we find that that's not actually what we need in our lives. And so I thought I wanted to leverage other people's money to invest, but then what I actually needed was empowered human beings to connect with so that I can empower myself and, and to kind of help those around me kind of like to bring this back all full circle to use our pain our story our reason for being here as a means of helping those around us and that's what I'm here for brother I'm here to support those around me and to just be in alignment with what God placed me on this earth for which was to believe in those around me and you know like I, i'm not saying this to like fluff you up or anything brother but like it, it's more so i genuinely believe in what you have got like what you have going the i can see it in your eyes you, you've kind of transformed in the short few weeks that we've kind of started talking like i can kind of see the transformational stage that you've gone through and it's such a blessing to have a connection to someone that's currently on a transformational phase in their life because I see it as a, a learning uh, experience for me. And I see it as something that can help elevate me and can help those around us. And that's why I wanted to connect with you on this podcast. It's because I believe that you have knowledge, you have wisdom as well, and you have a beautiful story that needs to be broadcasted, a signal that needs to get broadcasted to you know to our audience and yeah i just i'm here to be of service and i'm thankful to uh have come across your signal and to be able to broadcast that to as many people as we possibly can bang wow thank you um first and foremost thank you yeah for investing in new kids on the block i'm really excited for you uh as an nft creator uh, because I think your show could definitely transcend into an NFT project and you could definitely transcend into an NFT project where people get access to you, the person, um, and, and you can make that as intimate as you want, uh, and as, um, high quality as a luxury, you know, thing. Uh, and, and I think that's really, I think it's really cool. And I think that's, something you can definitely tap into. And I'm really grateful you delved into the masterclass. Um, even though there's only a few videos right now, I'm definitely going to keep expanding that as time goes on and obviously be at your um, dispense when you're ready for, you know, questions and answers and, you know, trying to delve into your own roadmap and like delve into your own um, 
avenue of NFTs and where you want to connect it with your business and connect it with you because it's you. It's an equity of you. Like in all honesty, like we tend to overcomplicate things and business is just you. People are just paying for you. They just want to pay to be connected to you and they energetically want to be connected to you. That's because money is energy and, you know, transactions are energetic. Like people just want to be connected to you. So I think like an NFT project is a great way for you to <clears throat> jumpstart capital for who you are as a person. And then also to create a community around you as Mark, like just the beautiful soul that you are. And I'm really thankful that you took the time to learn about nft transactions with me because i know we we had that one call where we were trying to help set up your wallet and stuff and that was like really i honestly loved it because it was a challenge that i needed to have and um also the challenge of having multiple forms of polygon matic that actually i totally forgot about like polygon matic ethereum versus polygon like matic just matic like there there are two separate coins and i didn't honestly realize that so like learning, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to help people, but also I'm trying to learn how to, because technology is ever changing. So you always have to study and you always have to constantly be learning, especially in technology, especially with NFTs and crypto, because it's fast changing. It, it changes every day. So, um, but for, but on a basic foundational level, there are definitely easy use cases and easy forms of transactions to uh, use for NFTs. So that's why I firmly believe in it because it is ever-changing, but the, the the foundational concepts are there in terms of like upfront capital, residual income, and like all those things and full IP. Like I'm just a firm believer in those foundational beliefs. So you believing in that, it felt good because Honestly, the NFT community and crypto community, like I said, there's gatekeeping that I'm not a fan of, and it makes it hard for people like conscious people that want to delve into, you know, crypto and NFTs from like a creator perspective, um, because I want to create a crypto token for my podcast. And like, if you leave a review, I want to give you like, you know, tokens and I want to like give you tokens you can transact like in your wallet like so like getting essentially like free money in a sense just for your your love and your support um just like you know if i wanted to send you a venmo for uh giving me you know a review so you can do that too with your podcast like you have a token like a a mark token uh there are definitely some cool token names that could be thrown off your name which i think would be awesome but uh, so like you you can you can use crypto and NFTs as just like organic transactions with people on an energetic level. Mm -hmm. And in the conscious community, it's tough to talk about technology because when you, when people talk about technology, they talk about it in, Oh, the, you know, the AI is going to rule the world or like, Oh, like, you know, crypto is just going to be tracked um, and, and your money's going to be controlled. Now there is a, there, you know, the CBDCs and like those things. Yeah, for sure. They're, they want to track your money and like control your money. But like, that's just a mindset. That's a negative mindset. And like when you have other mindsets that are more positive, like, oh, I can invest in decentralized currencies, decentralized platforms and tokens, 
or I can create on those platforms. You don't need to worry about the CBDCs, you know? And it's just like, we, you know, we tend to like think of things in a negative perspective, but one thing I enjoy about you is you're always thinking in a light of uh, a positivity and a solution. You don't think in problems, you think in solutions. And I'm talking about you personally, which is what I think attracted me to becoming closer with you is you just, you see, you see solutions to everything. You don't see problems. So yeah, I'm really thankful for you wanting to learn more about NFTs and I'm excited for you to delve into NFTs more for your own personal gain. And I'm excited to uh, champion that NFT project when it, when it comes to fruition, I definitely think there's some, there's some fun ways we can go about it. Uh, I definitely could see that coming coming to you the way we send each other energy is going to be <laughs> so transformative it's yeah, going to be it's going to be crazy I'm, I'm i'm here for it yeah and so with you know with that kind of uh with that kind of topic i think it's it's safe to say that for you know currency and the way we say the way we send energy to one another which is what money is at the end of the day i mean we mentioned it one time where money is just a form of energy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because I used to view money as almost just as a like a like a way into this life, a way into a certain life. And it wasn't again until recently that I realized that money is just a tool to be used and that's all it ever is. And you're right, we do overcomplicate things for what they really are as humans. And it's crazy because I know that in, I, I remember you said you were in um, technology sales. What was that hourly or was that commission, commission based? Great question. I started in inside sales. So okay. that was hourly with very very tiny commission so that was like the quoting piece so i learned a lot about technology from a hardware software standpoint in terms of like what goes into an order with those companies because uh, i worked with like cisco and netapp and like um amazon web services and like all that and so it's i work for a reseller so then i went into outside sales where i called on people i called on northern california companies so i called on big corporations in Silicon Valley and new startups. So I learned about, you know, trying to, trying to tap into how to like get meetings set for people. Okay. And now working in the customer success side of things, customer experience, it's more trying to teach people uh, software components of uh, Cisco. Okay. So that I'm actually thankful for as much as like, I don't want to be in a nine to five, um, which is, what I still currently work right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I am learning a lot in terms of how to present to people, uh, customers internally and all those things. And I'm also learning a lot about technology from an automation standpoint, like how certain softwares can be helpful for you and like how certain like automated processes can work for you, especially with like AI and stuff like that. Um, so like, I am thankful for these, I think it's like, you know, three and a half, four years I've, you know, delved into like technology because I worked for a nonprofit. I worked for the Make-A-Wish Foundation for six months out of college and it was a great experience. It was just very emotionally draining. So like, I was like, okay, 
I want to work in IT and technology and really like learn how to be successful in that because that's a never that that industry is never going to die. It's only going to keep growing. So I want to go. I originally wanted to go be the best and climb the corporate ladder, but I I've seen through it. I've seen through the facade of the corporate world and that's why I wanted to get out. And I've, and I've had a lot of people in my life tell me from a very young age that I was going to be successful or I was going to do big things or like whatever. And it put, at first I thought it was a lot of pressure, but now looking at it, it's like, okay, people believe in me and they believe that I have a voice that can help change people. And actually it's funny over the past like year, I've had different people at high levels. So I had a guy who is a partner at PricewaterhouseCoopers, which is one of the biggest accounting firms you could work for in the United States. So he's a partner. So he's like one of the highest ranking people in this company. And he came up to me as I was volunteering for a golf tournament with the company I'm working for. And he, uh, he asked me what I was doing. And um, I told him what I was up to and stuff like that. And he was asking like what my goals and aspirations were in a, in like a, a giving back standpoint. And uh, he was drunk. So like, this was the funny part. And uh, I talked about how I was like, you know, trying to help out with like maybe cancer organizations and like all those things. And then like he drunkenly, he just like shook his head and he goes, he points at like my heart and he's like, what, what, what are you doing what do you love he's like you need to do that he's like you need to do what makes you happy and what helps you give back at a high level you need to do that and i was like wow because this man is worth you know hundreds of millions of dollars and he's like drunkenly telling me like i need to be more aligned and that's the crazy part and then um my uh, my my parents are, are really good friends with this uh, Catholic priest. Growing up, he was he was a good friend because um, he would like bl- like pray over me and stuff when I was sick. And um, he's a really good dude. And he came over and he asked me what I was up to. And I told him like, you know, I'm just like working and like trying to figure out you know different things. And he's just like, that's a shame. He's like, you're not you're not um you're not really doing what you're supposed to do. Like you're He's like, and he wasn't trying to convince me to be like a priest, but he's just like, what are you doing for God? Like, he literally asked me what I was doing for God. So then I talked about how I was like doing this artistry thing, you know, with the NFTs. I didn't really delve into NFTs just because it's kind of a different demographic. You know, you can't really delve in too much about crypto and stuff to older, you know, generations. But um, I talked about trying to help artists through NFTs with this web three representation type of business. And he's like, that sounds amazing. He's like, that sounds like what you're meant to do for God. And uh, it's just crazy. Like I've, I've had like wealthy people and even like priests tell me you're not acting for God. You're not in alignment for God, whether it was drunk, sober, whatever. I had people tell me I wasn't doing the right thing. And that lit a fire into me to delve deeper into myself. And it's just wild, man. It's just wild to, to go through these things. 
it's almost as if God was working through these people to kind of get you on track to what you, what you really needed to do. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and it's funny. I was in the LUC during this time, but I still like, wasn't, I wasn't fully aligned with an entrepreneurial, like understanding because I was one of those people where I thought I could invest my way to the top. Kind of what Jeremy talked about on our, uh, last call together as a group. Um, he talked about like saving your money, investing to the top actually isn't it. You can try and do that, but you're not going to be successful. Like you won't do it in the time frame that you want. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, like I, I, fi- I figured that out when I had these people coming up to me saying, you're not aligned with what you're doing. Like you're not giving back. You're just a cog in the machine. And that's what I have that's probably my biggest pet peeve within myself is being a cog in the machine, not having that value and not even from a monetary standpoint, but just like not being able to, to help others. So um, yeah, having these people drunken or sober, tell me that really lit a fire. And then it like really inspired a lot of these, you know, business uh, mindsets as well. Yeah, I relate to that too. Using business as a means of fulfilling our purpose. For me, that was the biggest awakening in regards to this is the path. Because I got myself out of the nine to five mentality. I want to say as soon as I turned 22, I got into the door to door sales industry for solar. And it was brutal. Like, I live on my own and I got bills to pay. So, like, and also, like, during this time frame, I was pretty much broke. Like, I'm not ashamed to say that I was at a point in my life where I had to literally ask my mom for help with rent money. And she helped me. And Mm -hmm. I was really thankful for that moment in my life because it brought me to such a low. And shout out to my partner because she supported me throughout that emotionally and spiritually And when I got into the sales industry for, you know, it was commission only. So the only way Mm. you were going to eat was if you got it. So that really taught me how to, from an entrepreneurial and business standpoint, to really go get it. But you're right with the corporate world. I was making a ton of money and it shattered a lot of my perspectives on money when, Mm. you know, you're sitting in a three-hour meeting and you're making freaking eight thousand dollars in a three-hour meeting it's like what the heck (laughs) it like shattered me like i remember i I told jason this but that night that i made that money i couldn't handle all that energy so i retreated into my closet and start and balled i I curled up into a ball and i started rocking back and forth because i was like my my identity was just so shattered in regards to that. Mm-hmm. So after I started acclimating to making tons of money, it was like it started being more about the money rather than helping people. And that's what was being fed to me from a corporate and sales perspective. They really just only cared about making the sale. So that kind of shifted my path i stopped making youtube videos during that time because i was just so focused on getting it i didn't want to have to 
not be able to pay for my rent or for my bills any longer so i just got lost in the sauce with pursuing that and i thought that was my path but it wasn't until god shook me up and he was like you were not brought down on this earth to make money you want you want you i didn't i didn't i didn't bring you down here to make money and so i started making youtube videos again and i remember um making a specific youtube video talk where where i first mentioned god finding my purpose um going on monk mode i don't know if you're familiar with what monk mode is or if you've ever heard of it absolutely yeah it's it, it that basically brought me into this world of okay like i'm not here to make money yes i can make money i have that ability now but it's like that's not what i'm here to do I'm here to make an impact and to help people. And that's where I kind of resonate with you on, you know, it takes a certain level of understanding for yourself that if you're in this life and you're not aligned with that purpose, you feel it in your core You and, and it kind of, it shakes you up. And so that's kind of uh, my story on that. And I kind of wanted to touch on um, exactly um, why um, it's important to understand our relationship with money and to understand why it's just a tool at the end of the day, just bringing this back full circle. But yeah, brother, um, let's uh, to pretty much uh, wrap up this uh podcast i wanted to um ask you if there's any uh thing you wanted to mention or any um final inputs that you wanted to go into before we uh before we wrap things up this will be a pretty long podcast but <laughs> i think it was uh well worth it and um yeah the, you got the floor right now brother <laughs> Yeah, we're delving into Joe Rogan territory uh, yeah, in terms of length, which I love it. Um, that's definitely something I aspire to get to at some point in time is a, a Joe Rogan-esque type of uh, show where I can just talk to people for like three hours at a time. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess, you know, thank you first and foremost for holding this space uh, to curate this loving energy, this inspiring energy for people listening to this I also want to thank people for listening to this because you're already taking a step in the direction of wanting to better yourself and listening to Mark is a great way to do that. So thank you for listening. Uh, I, I want to thank God for bringing me back to the light, bringing me back to the higher form. I want to thank I just want to thank everyone I've ever come across in life, just like from start to finish, uh, because everyone has an important role to the story of each other and the story of our our earth, our collective earth. Um, not even just like me, but like, because me is the ego, but like the story of our earth together as a collective. So I think all the people that I've come across in this life, uh, because everyone is pivotal, every, every single one of you, whether it was I met you one time or is whether I dated you, whether it was, you know, I, 
you know, am close friends with you or was close friends with you, friends, family. I'm thankful for all of it. I'm thankful for every interaction. And I'm thankful for the LUC community, like as uh, the people that like I've come across, uh, especially you, Mark. And I guess like my final thing is just go out and just be you. Don't don't try to be anyone else besides yourself. Go go be great. And being great isn't what society projects on you. Greatness is what you are with God. And I say that in a, in a sense of uh, go do what makes you happy and go do what makes God happy. And when you make God happy, you're going to feel that in your soul and you're going to feel that in your heart and your mind and your energy is going to change and everything's going to be different. And then your life's going to change and your monetary situation is going to change. Everything is going to change. <clears throat> and when you detach from whatever tangible thing it is, you'll be fully present. And so don't attach to the money. Don't attach to uh, the attractive woman or the attractive man as a partner. Don't, don't attach to the cars. Don't attach to the followers on Instagram. Don't attach to the likes. Don't attach to the, um, the homes. Don't attach to the planes, the private jets. Uh, don't attach to like, having to travel to every destination in the world as much as that is that sounds beautiful and I'm excited to do that don't attach to that when you don't attach to anything you attract everything so if you don't attach to anything you attract everything so I'm going to leave that quote right there because I'm I hope that's like a signature now of, of mine uh whoo that was oh man that was that felt good to say. <laughs> Damn, that felt so good to say. Um, so when you don't attach to anything, you're going to attract everything in your life. And uh, that's, that is the beauty of the game that we all get to play. And thank you, Mark, for sharing this. And thank you for creating this atmosphere for us both. I'm really excited for you. I'm really excited to connect with you on a deeper level. I'm excited to make the world a better place with you. Likewise, my brother. And with all that being said, guys, I love you all. I pray that all of you have a blessed rest of your morning, your day, your night, whatever time it may be for you guys. And I will see you all on the next episode.